Welcome back, everybody, to the Self Storage Income Podcast. We have another incredible episode lined up for you today. But before we get into that, huge shout out to all of our amazing sponsors Janice International, Store Local, Live Oak Bank, and Tenant Inc. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes. You guys probably hear us talking about these guys on the podcast all the time. Janice International, tons of amazing people, tons of amazing products, services, their Noki service, their R3 program, all these different aspects to help you build an amazing storage facility or upgrade your storage facility. Uh, just a fantastic group. Store local. It's honestly one of the biggest threats to self-storage is, is market consolidation and everything that goes along with that. So enter Store Local, the largest storage co-op in the world. Just amazing people again, tons of tons of awesome people there and uh, amazing solutions to bring everybody's resources together and uh, utilize those in an effective way to be able to compete and also uh, thrive in a world of competition with some of these larger REITs and the big players in the self-storage industry. Check out Store Local. Amazing, amazing opportunities there. Live Oak Bank. I don't know how many of you guys came to our live event in Coeur d'Alene just this past year, but uh, we had some amazing conversations with Live Oak Bank there, and they were probably one of the most popular uh, <laughs> topics there in our, our breakout sessions. And And people want to know. They, they want to know the financing. You guys want to know what the solutions are, what the deals look like, all these different aspects to financing. Live Oak Bank is that answer specifically for self-storage. They specialize in storage, which is just incredible. There's no learning curve for them to understand the asset. They know it. They've been there before, and they can help you see things that you might not even be seeing yourself. So Live Oak Bank, amazing. Check the link in the show notes. And last but not least, Tenant Inc., Tenant Inc. is an incredible slew of products and services, essentially, for your storage facilities to help automate, to help streamline, to help optimize your business and your storage facility. They've got uh, their Hummingbird platform, Nectar platform, uh, their Mariposa platform. Just to scrape the surface here, their, their property software, the big thing about this is the API is open. So you guys can actually, you, you own your data, you can use other third parties and back that into your systems. It's not this closed system that, that only uses proprietary X, Y, and Z. You guys have total control over your data, total control over these various aspects of running your business, uh, running your storage facility. And uh, they just got some amazing products. Again, these are storage owner operators that have created and developed these solutions. And uh, it, it's just an amazing platform. So check it out. Without further ado, guys, here's the episode. Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income. And today, we're in the new year, 2022, and we're going to talk about our framework and how we're going to absolutely crush 2022 and get over $200 million in acquisitions under our belt. And 
we really wanted to walk through how, what our plan is, how we have everything internally set up, what the purpose is, why we do what we do and give you guys a real inside look and then walk through kind of our, our plans. Is that, is that kind of fair to say there, Connor? Yeah, I totally think so. And, uh, it's a, it's a great episode to have because, uh, we were just talking on one of our most recent episodes that the, the, the lack of opportunity doesn't exist. There's so much opportunity out there. And really the the big issue and problem that we have to solve is is how to organize everything and how yes. to actually manage the growth, manage that opportunity, and be able to execute on that consistently. Um, and then also be able to run the business while also building the business. Uh, there's a lot of these things and different aspects to uh, being able to operate and grow at the same time. Uh, capitalize on those opportunities. There's there's a lot to it, and I'm uh, excited to dive into it, man. And and two, you know, it's important to know that they these are frameworks, and I and I like frameworks because they're applicable at any point in the investing cycle, from start to finish to mid. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter if you have no storage whatsoever. And when I look at the year that has passed, um, you know, twenty. 21 was a year of trial and error for us and our firm. It was a year where we were rapidly expanding and hiring and building out new processes and systems. And really, it was a a great year for us. Um, And we grew crazily. But uh, 2022, now we're putting this all together and all the things that we've really learned how to do and we'll be able to execute now at a whole new level, which I think everybody on the team and, uh, you know, we're really, really excited about. Mm -hmm. No, it's going to be super awesome. We've already got a ton of deals in the pipeline for 2022, uh, ready to pull triggers on and uh, and get these things done. 11 under contract. Yeah. I mean, which is just insane. Um, Again, no lack of opportunity. (laughs) Not even (laughs) Just a ton out there for sure. Uh, But really, you know, like AJ's talking about, we've had a lot of growth, experienced um, a ton of hiring and different things here just in our home office. And uh, with that has come a lot of growing pains, both, you know, physical, like where do we put everybody, which we just got done with a a massive office expansion, which has been great. Uh, Now we have a little bit of room for a minute while uh, we don't hire, you (laughs) know, 10 more people or whatever it is next week. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we've also had those growing pains in uh, in our processes and how we manage all these things coming down the pipeline. Um, so first and foremost, do you want to kind of give everybody a rundown, AJ, of what our framework looks like from finding the deal to managing it through due diligence to closing to management and just that continuous yeah. cycle of finding, executing, closing, managing? Yeah. So, you know, our internal framework is really fundamentally based upon three pillars. That is our development department, our acquisition department, um, actually, excuse me, four pillars, our development department, our acquisition department, investor relations and marketing. And uh, it's there's kind of a, uh, a work together and a handoff period that we have to run through. And really, it's there's differences in doing one deal and obviously 11 deals. And we've had to adjust for those moving to a stage when we could actively manage one deal alone through the process to managing multiple deals all at the same time through the same process. And that really comes down to documentation, um, good uh, coinciding um, 
um, software, um, like management systems that are transparent. Everybody can see what's happening because the, the thing that happens is you, you start to put more um, gears in the machine, right? They all have to work in unison. And if they don't, you can drop balls and you can have big, big problems, big financial problems where you can miss things. Um, and so growing and doing more is only as good as your quality control. And so that has was a priority um, that was from the very start. Uh, we have very thorough lists and checklists from due diligence to underwriting. Um, and, and we're always improving on these as well. Yes. You know, because again, the, we have these fundamentals of how we're managing deal to deal uh, that, that are applicable to every deal. But then every time there's something new, every time there's something we need to add to a list or expand on, or uh, it's just, it's so dynamic from deal to deal that again, I guess too, this is a good time for a disclaimer is, you know, we don't have all the answers. This is a no. lot of, and, and these problems are never going to stop. We're never going to have all the answers, never going to have just our, okay, like our finish line of, hey, we got our processes, we're done. No, that's this is how, how we're doing it, it. Like it's different from each yeah. and every one. And in and times change, rules change, marketplaces change, sellers change. Every deal that we come across, there's new challenges. So, you know, a lot of people look at systems and they want it to be very rigid. And and I use the um, idea of, you know, just kind of like an ATM machine or something that you just do and it just gives you money. And it should be so completely passive, or it should be the same every single time. And that lead that that may give you some low hanging success. But if you're not adapting, if you're not changing, if you're not growing with marketplaces situations, um, you're dying. What we did uh, three years ago doesn't work today. We're in different markets today that we wouldn't have gone into three years ago because the markets change and adapt and we have to. So along with our systems and our processes uh, that ensure quality and outcome, there also has to be leniency for adapting and understanding that um, we may find opportunities in different ways because Times change, people change, things change. And so the opportunities that arise um, also change. And we need to be able to identify those. And, you know, I think I went through about a year time frame. It was, I, I think that we had one year in the last forever that we didn't buy any deals. I'm pretty sure we had one year that we didn't buy a deal. And that year was a time of change. Um, and we didn't change. So our system couldn't identify, or and when I say system, I mean our mental state, our underwriting, um, everything else. It was so stuck on the previous years um, that had worked that we couldn't identify any new opportunities. And we went a year without doing deals. And that was very detrimental. Um, it was like we thought that things were going to go back to the way they were. Hmm. And that's not how it works. Um, so, you know, along with building out your processes uh, internally, um, and this is once again, I'm talking, I don't, I'm not talking if you have a team, you yourself on your phone, checklists, what do you have to do? Who do you have to be in contact with? Who is your 
what are your core competencies? What are not? Who do you have to have to make up for those shortages? Who do you have to have to make sure you can execute? Um, brokers, financial partners, everything. I mean, just literally you by yourself making these lists and things. That's what we're talking about here, right? Um, although that needs to be built out and beads needs to be good, uh, you also need to have speed in today's market. Um, so preparation um, needs to be really important. And we talk about this a lot and people get stuck in these ideas where valuation means a, a good value means a seven cap and or an eight cap. And because I can't find an eight cap, that means that there's no good deals. Right? But that's not how it works. Right. Um, so you got to get rid of being too rigid without getting rid of quality and results, uh, the desired outcomes. So that's a really big thing. And that and that's a hard thing to uh, really do um, because you always are trying one way or another. You can't be too loosey goosey, but at the same time. Uh, you can't be too rigid. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting thing when you're you're building out and you're coming from. And we've, you know, this year, um, it's been build as we move and adapt. And we really were good on the front end opportunities. And then it was building out systems around to execute those opportunities, which is kind of how it should be. If you don't know what value is, you can't identify an opportunity. If you have systems to execute, they don't matter. Because you don't even know what you're looking for. You mm-hmm. don't even know how to get it. You don't even know what to do, right? So um, you got to be a little more flexible on the opportunity side. Um, but then you also need to identify your no-gos, your red flags, your things that are like, these are drop deads. We, we're not going to do a deal if this doesn't happen, if we don't have this. Um, liability issues, things like that. Those are all really, really important. And going into next year, that's been a focus of ours is quality control execution fast without sacrificing any outcome results and to be able to do it at mass. And we spent a whole year really building that out. And, you know, it's interesting when people look at, I think, our firm and what we're doing from the outside. So let me give you kind of a rundown of the overall framework that we have, because a lot of people say, well, why do you do YouTube? Why do you do all these things? And, and really, we're very you know, last year we were trying lots of things and the framework that came about it was, is fairly simple. So, um, really we do long form content in the form of podcasts, YouTube, which is all designed around high quality teaching. That stuff is broken down into smaller content. Now I've had a rule from the very start that I would give unfiltered content that will never have a hook. Meaning I'm not going to say something on the podcast and say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that. Or I'll teach you that if you pay me $9.99 or $21, right? That, that was n- never going to happen. It was everything was going to be open for us to talk about. And we are going to talk about our systems. We're going to go through due diligence. We put a video out on YouTube where I just literally walked through all the due diligence items. Mm-hmm. There wasn't this. Well, let me tell you why due diligence is important. And then now you can go buy my due diligence. No, no, that's not how we do things. And the reason being was I had a purpose for it. It's not that people that do that are bad or anything else like that. But when you took all of this content, all this stuff that we're doing from Instagram to YouTube to podcasting to TikTok or anything else like that, 
all of our content needed to be free. Now, all that free content had a sole purpose of two functions. We will teach financial freedom and investing, or we will do it for you. Now, when it comes to my time, that's when it's not free. Meaning if I am teaching someone, it's not free. Now, I'm not a coach or anything else like that. I don't do that because that's not what we do. But we created our inner cir- our circle and our outer and our inner circle. So the circle then is a format of teaching, which is our group, which I get on and I'll, I'll teach, right? The inner circle is completely self-storage specific. That's all we do. We do like weekly or every other week video content. We give contracts, underwriting stuff. We underwrite deals, all that kind of stuff in the inner circle, which is me walking through and teaching, which that was because people wanted it and we could do it at mass and it wasn't selling a course or something like that. And it was an ongoing month to month thing, but it was a group thing that it was an environment. I've done deals with those people. We've got investments with those people, right? And then we have our general circle, which is a lower level commercial one, which is, oh, you know, I don't know where we're at. Over 200 people are in that one, but that's all around teaching. So it was like, okay, if we're going to pay for something, that's just the one-on-one stuff for me. And then we have the other leg of it, which is doing it for them, right? So then it's, okay, now we have Cedar Creek, which is our invest private equity investment company where people give us money and we create financial freedom for them. Now, we are paid in the form of equity and fees, right? So all our upper content is all free. Everything is free. Now, if you want us to actually really hold hand or you want our time or you want us to do it for us, then that needs to be paid for. Um, But that creates a huge content funnel where people know they're going to get unfiltered. There's no catch. There's Mm -hmm. no sales, high sales thing. There's nothing like that. We'll go through everything, deals, underwriting, content, and we'll put it out. Now, there's tons of it. You got to feed through it all, everything. But they know what to expect from us. They know who we are. They know our quality. They see our procedures because at the end of the day, our business is in real estate. So I need to generate opportunity in the form of deals and I need to generate investors that will give us capital. Well, everything from teaching real estate is generated only for those two functions. That's it. Uh, When you look at even our teaching stuff, the circle, inner circle stuff, I've actually never even taken money out of it. Now, the money that we've gotten, though, has been from the deals that we've done. We've partnered on two fantastic deals. We have another deal in Denver that we're rolling out with our Inner Circle member. And we have gotten major investors, which our first investments were almost completely um, filled up by Inner Circle members. So everything comes down to our real estate business. So our outward-facing framework is set up for long form content to be broke down into small form content, which teaches. It's a focus on um, high quality information. You know, I, I don't tend to do trendy things. You're not going to see me next to a Ferrari, things like that. Uh, that's not the point. It's not like we're trying to just gain followers to gain followers. N- none of that. We really want to be known in the industry as thought leaders. We want to be the forefront in education. People can come at mass and then that gains trust, that gains investors, that gains opportunity, which has made our firm explode. And our trust is really, really high in the community. People know, they they talk to us, they come visit us and they know our deals. We show our numbers. YouTube, I literally walk through our case studies 
show our numbers what we do. That transparency is very, very important for me Mm -hmm. because I have a major problem with charlatans or, you know, hooks that are trying to make money from teaching you how to do something, but don't have the track record. They don't have anything else like that. That stuff bothers me. So for us, transparency was very, very key. So this whole framework then leads to our Cedar Creek wealth. The internal framework from them is divided up. All those people come in, we divide them up into our investors, potential opportunities. We find out who's accredited, who's not accredited. They go on different lists that we have to see different deals and opportunities that are coming up. We value underwrite deals, potential deals, um, partnerships, joint ventures, which we've done joint ventures on. I don't even know how many deals now that we've had from people that have brought us deals. It's it's a lot. And we continue to. We're doing, oh, geez, I don't even know, four or five more right now alone um, that we have that we're doing joint ventures. And then each department is set up to bring on those opportunities, vet them. Underneath Cedar Creek Wealth, we have Bitterroot Holdings. Okay. Bitterroot Holdings is the original part uh, the original company, and it's where uh, really, well, actually, it, it holds um, some of our core assets that are owned individually by me and my father and my uh, Sam brother-in-law, who's our other partner, us, us three partners. Um, within that, though, we have self-storage um, admin. And that's our management company. We don't do third-party management. We only manage our properties. Um, And then that entire company is held within. So Cedar Creek Wealth is our front end. It is the funding. It is the deal finding. It is the acquiring um, self-storage admin is the one that is the actual management side in executing. So we have a front end and a back end part. Cedar Creek Wealth does the asset management side of it, but um, self-storage admin is the property management side of it. So this everybody is our engine. This is our entire system that we have and we built out. Um, the content side, building events. I just went through an event. The event that we held, which was incredible, fireworks, everything else like that, right? Um, even with people paying everything else like that, that cost $150,000. Um, that's not what it cost in total. That's what was left over after everybody had paid and everything that we had to pay. So it cost us out of pocket 150,000 and we're going to do it again because of what it did for us. So the front end builds momentum for the machine and the back end, right? So we're already planning. We have our next event coming up. And once again, every speaker that has come is told, you know, you have to come on, you have to give unfiltered information. You're going to be question question. And we want to build trust on that front end. So it's worked out really, really well for us. It's made um, our company explode. And that's how we're already 11 deals under contract in the first two months. Uh, we'll close probably over 200 million. Um, but we, I talk a lot on frameworks to put in execution. And when we talk about opportunity, I talk about build, or, or creating environments where opportunity blossom. Well, we put our money where our mouth is. Once again, content, the teaching, the circles, the events, everything like that cost me over $300,000 this year. And how much money we put into this. This was all just creating the environment for opportunities to come that make us millions, right? 
Um, we have a property on the market right now. It's will be our first large deal that we've ever sold. It will sell for something over 33, 34 million. We built it for 7 million. We put whatever it was, two and a half, maybe 3 million into it um, in four years. Uh, so that is big, real money to us. And for us, we create wealth and income for us and others. That's our purpose. That's what we do. We manage money, right? Um, and we're on our way to a billion dollar portfolio in the next year, uh, two years, um, we'll, we'll be over halfway there probably in the next three months, um, already. Uh, and so when we look at that, uh, it's important, you know, and it's important to see how long-term we think the the content engine, by the way, that we've been doing, this has been going on now for three, four years that we've only put time and money into never getting something back for it. It's never broke even. It's never done anything else like that. But it was known, let's create the environment. Let's create the success. So there's this overarching plan that we have. Um, and our plan, and it was designed with this idea that how do what are all the things that would take to get to such a big goal? Now, this isn't a, a like when you look at yourself, you may not want to get to a billion dollars, but then you look at yourself and you say, well, my front end, how am I represented? Am I going to events? Am I making connections? Am I creating the um, am I creating the conditions for opportunity that I can capitalize? Do I have the back end to execute it? The same thing you should be doing, whether it's at this scale or it's just you by yourself. Front end creation for opportunities. Now, notice I'm not saying go out and find. Notice I'm not saying make a deal, right? No, create the environment in which deals are organic, which are natural with natural people. It's a long-term strategy. We build long-term relations with brokers, with owners, with funds, with banks, right? Um, and then on the back end, you need to create and build out processes, systems that allow you to take advantage of the opportunities that you have grown and now actually produce it into something. Um, and that is our long-term vision. That is our, our goal. And in 2022, it's really executing at a high, high level, uh, on this overarching plan that has been going on for years. Yeah, and I think that's a, a beautiful rundown of, of exactly why we do everything that we do and how it's working, again, that massive machine that we have. Um, and one thing I think too, AJ, how long has it taken you to build and get to this point that you have the level of infrastructure that you currently have? Uh, 2000 and I think it was five was yeah. when when we we started so yeah. we're 16 years into this because i think that's that's a huge misconception especially people starting out they're like well i don't have three hundred thousand dollars a year to spend on making yeah. this or doing that or this you have this false idea that you have to start and have everything all at once and i don't know why because i've even experienced that yeah. in, in my past endeavors where i'm like okay, that company's got all these things. I need to get all those things. Wait, I can't do that. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to do that now. Um, well, and, to, and, and that's not and the case. Two, it's not, not only is it not the case, but you got to, I didn't put out any content until after I'd become fully paralyzed. It was only sitting in the hospital that I made a promise to myself that I was going to teach this, tell other people because it saved my 
family financially. I lost my job. It was mm-hmm. very impactful. It was like, okay, I need to say. And so I, I promised myself in the hospital I was going to do it. And the reason I didn't prior was full of limiting beliefs. Why would anybody want to hear from me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, why, why should my voice be heard? Right. Um, I'm going to look stupid. Uh, I was very worried about that. You were really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to <laughs> put out content because I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want people to, to I don't want to be that guy or whatever that might be. Yeah. You're and, just putting yourself out there. Yeah. And so I had these very limiting beliefs. After I shed those and after I really moved on and after I was like, hey, listen, it's okay. It's part of the process. Um, there's always going to be people that are going to judge me. I can't take that away. That mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And that has nothing to do with my goal. And those people have nothing to do with me either. And so I have, you know, those limiting beliefs of either I don't deserve or I shouldn't be, I'm not the one like that really held us back. And you can see afterwards and and to commitment, I was still working full-time job. I didn't commit hundred percent. And that change made our growth astronomically explode. Um, And, you know, I, I guess for me, like it was easier to overcome um, the worries of, oh, I'm either not going to look good or people are going to judge me, things like that. Mainly because I lied in, in bed for a month naked while people had to bathe me and clean up after me because I couldn't even go to the bathroom because I was fully paralyzed. Then I kind of lost all care of like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, well, <laughs> you know what? People, like, <laughs> I'm pretty much as exposed as it gets. Yeah. So I've lost all pride. Dude, yeah, no <laughs> so, shame, no nothing. Just no shame anymore. It's like, whatever. Yeah, that'll um, do it, dude. So, that'll do it. And then it just became the sole focus right on the goal. Yeah. Um, but even then after that, even with our resources, everybody, it takes time to put it together. 100%. And I didn't want to put something out until I've had it figured out. And that was the problem. And the realization that I'm never going to have this all figured out. I need to share the process. I need to share what's working and I need to be transparent. um, And I need to be true about, about it and what I was doing. And that made a big difference. And you can start that immediately though. There's Mm -hmm. that, that's not a thing. You don't have to know it. You don't have to have the end goal in mind. You don't have to be done. That's not how it works. And again, a lot of times there's no end. There's no yeah, finish there line. Yeah, there is There's, no finish line. It's and, and two, I know that the content that I put out today, somebody will be able to look at five years ago and be like, well, that doesn't, or five years from now and say, well, you said this one thing on a video five years ago and that doesn't make any sense. And like, well, of course it doesn't make any sense because that was five years ago. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it was this, this idea of either perfection or like, no, it, you need to get out. You need to start building conditions for opportunity and putting yourself out there, making sure that you're learning understanding you don't have answers, being very open about it, right? That will catapult mm-hmm. your growth. So that front end plus that back end at part of execution, right? Look at it like that. What am I doing on the front end? Because the biggest thing that I hear from people is I can't find deals, right? Well, I don't care about you finding deals. Like what are you doing that will create opportunity or deals to come to you for you. That's what really matters. And that's what you should be measuring in 2022. Mm-hmm. You should be measuring that, not how many deals that you found or were given to you. No, measure actions. So even on our thing, we say we need to reach more people to find more goals. How many posts are we putting out? How much information are we putting out? What is the information that we're putting out, right? Um, how many brokers are we talking to a week? Mm-hmm. How many of this are we doing? Those 
are the those are the things that we measure because those are the things we know and understand that are going to create conditions that will lead to the results. Then from there, we can see all that activity, what is actually directly correlated to the result. And then we can dive in more onto that and figure out what's not working and get rid of that. Um, and then the opportunities come from it. And a lot of people have that really mixed up and that's not going to work in 2022. A lot of people were spoiled for so long because there were just good deals after the great recession. And there was either expectations or they hear something on a video or a podcast that says, this is exactly what makes a good deal. And then I can't find that or nobody's giving that to me. So now there's no good deal. Yeah. And then they don't understand why other people are being successful and they're not. Yeah. Well, again, it, a lot of that goes back to the dynamics, even just real estate in general. I remember that being one of my my key things when I was first looking at real estate. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd hear on these podcasts of, of how somebody went and found these assets and they did this and they did that in the process. And then I went and looked at doing the same thing. And that was just not something that I was going to be able to do. Period. And it was like, wait a second, they said that was going to be the thing. And this was the process. So now I, okay, like that doesn't make sense. And so, um, yeah, there's I have limiting beliefs on like, if I take other people's money, what that meant. And mm, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I was not, I was not going and testing out some of my limiting beliefs and challenging them to find the good things. And so one of the big things that I changed was the results, the only thing that matters. So let's just focus on that. And then I was really opened up to a, a lot more, mm -hmm. a lot more ways to do things and a lot more ways to be um, successful that we've now implemented over the last past four years that has create an it created an explosion of growth. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely has for sure. And I mean, you were just touching on these things of uh, kind of giving a brief rundown of, of what you need to do. And as you were talking about these things, um, I wrote down these these four topics here, and it says document, track, audit, and improve. And that's a lot of what we do, you know. A lot. You're talking about do. documenting the process, and and you have to be able to track this stuff. You're using those metrics that are actually real and trackable. You're going through. You're auditing your processes. You're finding single points of failure. You're solving those problems. You're putting contingencies in place, and then you're looking at everything and you're improving that. You're putting more systems in place or improving upon those systems that you've created to, again, be able to execute, manage deal flow. Um, again, put yourself in the way of opportunity. Um, and that's another huge aspect to this is really the biggest things is you need deal flow and you need key people. Yes. And I don't know, I don't care who you are. The, the only, the only way you're ever going to accomplish anything is having those key people in your corner that are able to execute, that are able to support you. And again, that goes back to being able to execute quickly. Again, like you were talking about, uh, these opportunities aren't staying around for long, especially these days. And I don't see that changing in 2022. Not at all. Uh, it's going to continue to, the market's consolidating. We already know that. That's going to continue. And um, hey, Well, you, of course, it's going to continue because we're the ones uh, consolidating. The exactly. <laughs> Freaking powerhouse. <laughs> crushing it. No, it's, it's so true. And um, it, and I mean, you can read any business books you read, any any stories you hear of people that are being fully transparent. They would not be where they're at if it wasn't for those people that are that were in their corner that sacrificed for them and that that just did everything in their power to ensure the success of that company or that deal, whatever. You need those key people, and that's yeah touches it, on like, your your topic of 
of what are you doing to get out there and put yourself out there? Are you connecting with people? Are you going to events? Are you talking to owner operators? Are you talking to potential investors? Are you talking to brokers? Uh, that's a, honestly one of the most important aspects, I think, in my personal opinion, of getting deals done and put together is having those key people, whether it's when, investors, when I bankers, back, it, owners, operators, any of it. I've said this a lot. There's no such thing as a self-made person. And when mm -hmm. I look back at yeah. the benefits that I had between my parents, the place that I lived, when I look back at the people that I met, the opportunity and what I learned from selling and what I learned from working with business owners all over the place, what I learned from going through the recession, those people that came into our lives, the conversations that we had, the millions of things that got us to this point. The one thing I wish I could have done is cultivated more, more people, more help, more things. It's one of the reasons that we do our inner circle and the circle. Yep. It is this cultivation of opportunity. We need people. We need 100%. minds. We need brains. I need resources. Um, it is so imperative that you understand that. In 2022, no matter what your goals are, you are not only getting not getting there alone, like you need really good people around you. Um, I became hyper-focused on shedding people that were drains on me, that were negative, that weren't being that positive in my life. Because I said, it's not just about me. It's also about my children. It's about my family. It's about my investors. It's about my employees. And I need to surround myself with people that will help me, that will create good opportunities, that will change my life and that I can help change theirs. And that is the largest distinct, the largest, I think, distinguisher between successful people and non-successful people. They fundamentally get that. Mm -hmm. And the more that you put there, I mean, I joined masterminds with, um, you know, Brandon Turner invited me and I, and I immediately joined masterminds. I'd never done that before. And that was one of the key things that broke us away. I completely changed our business model after it. And it was yeah. like, I can't believe that I was so prideful that I didn't pay to join a mastermind because I thought it was <laughs> stupid prior. And then all yeah. of a sudden it was like, wait, I, you know, I got with Brian Murray and uh, we got with all of these people that I'm learning on how they were funding deals. How did you, and we immediately implemented so much. Um, and it was the a year after it. Um, was our largest growth year that was three times anything previous. And it was just like, man, why didn't I do that a long time ago? So, you know, guys, creating the conditions for success and opportunity should be the should be the goal. It should be what you're measuring, not the opportunity or the result, but the creation of those circumstances and what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to do it. And really, that is how you're going to absolutely crush 2022. I love it, man. It's good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. This has been an awesome episode. Be sure to follow us on social media, subscribe to the channel here, and then also get on get at us on YouTube. We got a ton of videos. AJ's just crushing it on YouTube. We're pumping content out. Again, we're actually doubling down on the amount of content we're kicking yes. out. So uh, make sure you're staying up to date uh, on YouTube, social media, and also the website. If you're not on the mailing list, any of that stuff, join there. We got all kinds of tools, resources on the website for you guys to, to help build these systems, to help connect you with these key people to help give you the resources and tools you need to absolutely crush and succeed your goals, not only in 2022, but the years coming, because we're not just looking, you know, no. next year, we're looking no. 10 years ahead. Yes, you know? 100%. So. Awesome, everybody. We appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks.